When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute made slushy is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. On this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from October 25th to October 31st. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. And this is James. And happy Halloween. We hope you guys have a wonderful night if you're trick-or-treating. If not, I'm sure you're probably over 18 years old and probably not (laughs) trick-or-treating. But I hope you have a fun, safe night or had a great weekend dressing up. And we'd love to see some costumes. So let us know what you were. Send us some photos in the DMs. See what you dressed up as. We already got a couple from people who dressed up as, like, Batman and stuff like that. And Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. hope Hope you all had a great weekend dressing up. As your favorite movie characters. Now, movie news, we have a lot to talk about, but let's start about start with the box office last weekend. So Dune hit forty million, up to two hundred and sixty three million worldwide, and it got announced that the sequel is going is a go, so we're really, really excited about that. That's awesome. Uh Halloween made fourteen million, No Time to Die made twelve, Venom made nine, and Ron's Gone Wrong, I think that's a new animated film, made nine as well. So pretty good box office. That's great. Venom is still hanging strong. It's what still making fourth that weekend? Money. I think Something like fourth that. or fifth weekend. That's I, crazy. I, feel, I mean, we saw that like a month and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, it's got legs. And so t- same thing as No Time to Die to make twelve mil on the third weekend is still really great considering all the big releases that came out. Yeah. And the first bit of news I think that is most exciting for me and Anthony personally is Wolfman, which Ryan Gosling has been attached to for like m- several years now. Finally seems like it's a go in terms of now they have a director again, so they they got Derek Chinfrance. Chinfrance. Chinfrance? Chinfrance. As the director who did Blue Valentine, he also did The Place Beyond the Pines, so they've worked together a few times and probably have a great relationship, and it's pretty exciting to see him work with a big budget now. I would love—I think Ryan Gosling is great for Wolfman, and he's actually a big fan of the Universal Monster movies, and he's actually—he had a band, Dead Man's Bones— 
Remember that band? He oh, was yeah, yeah. So he's a big fan of like <laughs> he's got an album out. Yeah, he's got a he's a big fan of gothic horror and weird stuff. So I'm sure he's been trying to get this made for a while, and he clearly is going to have passion about it. Hopefully, because like we talked about in the werewolf Patreon episode, we love the werewolf genre, but like no one's been able to make a great werewolf film since the original The Wolf Man in like 1946, whatever year that was. So yeah. like. It's something. It's a genre. It's a. It's a tough niche to tap into to make like an, an effective story. Hopefully, they got a great idea, and now they have a really great director attached to it. Yeah. Next up, we have Eternals. Huge news right now, where it's officially rotten, and everyone is freaking the f out. I think everyone just needs needs to relax. It's like fifty nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Like we always say, take Rotten Tomatoes the grain of salt. Go see the movie. Have a wonderful time. Um. Man of Steel is 54% rotten, so that's a masterpiece in my opinion, and it's rotten. So wait for the audience score to come up, but again, don't you always take reviews as a reason to go see a movie or not see a movie. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes is always, like, you can see so many examples of the critics and the audience score being completely off, where one score will be super fresh and the other score will be super rotten and vice versa. So Rotten Tomatoes is not the like what you should be looking at to be like, oh, this is this movie good or not, Rotten Tomatoes? Maybe 10 years ago... But nowadays, you can't really trust it. What I trust more than anything is IMDb's user rating after a movie's been out for a while and it gets relatively close to like 50,000 reviews. If that, I will trust that rating more than anything else. Yeah, that Metacritic's pretty solid too. But yeah, I, I think IMDb, their user rating is really good. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, again, audience score is also a better way to judge but films. But the thing with Rotten Tomatoes is they will restrict reviewers from putting things in and they'll also like hide things so you can't always trust rt anymore who owns it, is it disney owns disney it, owns it? Yeah. so yeah i mean it is what it is just just go see the movie have fun who yeah. cares what other people are saying yeah if you want if you like marvel if you want to see eternals just go see eternals who gives a f about rotten you tomatoes? honestly yeah you honestly shouldn't really judge seeing a movie based upon rotten tomato scores moving at on all yeah and also big news in just in terms of the world is that facebook has rebranded its company into meta and this is them committing to the metaverse and the creation of the metaverse and they're tackling it right now and going full speed ahead on it and this is crazy this is going to change everything from cinema to music to you know just basic lifestyles of everyone around the world so this is massive it's going to be um pretty novice uh, pretty novel at first and pretty simple but in 15 20 years this is going to be very intense not stuff. even five yeah. years dude maybe yeah so it's it's looking like a lot like ready player one is going to be a, a realistic future yeah i know off the bat talking about meta in facebook isn't really maybe movie related but it will be at some point um i can foresee definitely maybe pov you're inside a movie in the metaverse or something like that or inside yeah. a tv show so i think this is going to have like you said it's going to tap into every facet of entertainment of of media of anything, any media form, it's yeah. gonna have Meta's gonna have an effect on it, and you'll be able to interact probably with films like yourselves. Maybe, who knows? I mean, the possibilities are literally endless here. Yeah, I just don't think that it's a. Gr- I, I'm not a big fan of it because it it increases isolation of individuals. It was inevitable. Yeah, yeah. it is inevitable. That's just my problem. But I mean, it. that's why I love the ending of Ready Player One. Yeah, it's a good ending. It's a happy yeah. ending. All right, big uh, big trailer release. The House of Gucci released its final trailer. You're going to see a lot more of the story uh, of the cast, and this looks really awesome. Ridley Scott is having a big year because Last Duel we just reviewed last week, and we loved that film, and House of Gucci looks really fantastic. Amazing cast, and this looks like it's going to be a must-watch. We also went to the movies twice in the last week, week and a half, and we saw a trailer for West Side Story, the new musical directed by Steven Spielberg. It looks exceptional. Usually not a huge musical person, but 
we love Steven Spielberg, and man, it looks like a pretty fun time. Yeah, it looks really epic, and I think that's going to be a big Oscar contender when it comes out during the holiday season. And then there was also a new trailer for Lightyear, which is basically the origin story of how the character of Buzz Lightyear was invented in the Toy Story universe. So it's gonna it follows like a real astronaut named Buzz who went on a mission, and then I think they made the toy Buzz Lightyear after him. Buzz Lightyear Origins. <laughs> it looked pretty good. This trailer looked pretty sick. I thought I was watching like First Man for a second. Yeah, yeah. It looks like they used a lot of inspiration yeah, from First it looks Man. Really well made and pretty cool. And I'm definitely gonna see this. I like it. Has a lot more of a mature visual style to it. Yeah, it looks really great. It's Pixar, yeah. so there's no way it's not gonna be great. Yeah, I'm sure the story is really cool too. And then French Dispatch is going on a wider release this weekend. For any fans of Wes Anderson, you gotta check this out. You will love it if you love his other movies. We saw um, the other day, and we're actually posting a review on it on Tuesday. Yeah, and Denis Villeneuve says that Doom Part 2, the earliest he can start filming it, will be the fall of 2022, and that's still, you know, a rushed start to a production, especially one that big, so... We can expect maybe the end of 2022, early 2023 for it to actually be in production filming and maybe wrapping. And then, who knows, probably 2024, we'll probably get Dune Part 2. That's very fast, too. I mean, it just came out. I would say you could look at it being released two years from this week. But fortunately, a lot of the pre-production work they've already probably done in terms of like wardrobe, production design, set design for, you know, the sieges and stuff like that. And there's a lot more you'll be yeah, seeing. Yeah, they're going to save all of that stuff. Yeah, but I'm sure that they've already done work on it. I'm sure he did pre-work on part two, like with the anticipation that he would be able to make it. And there's definitely footage that they're going to put into the second one that was that you see in the first one. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. a smart guy. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we need to shoot this stuff. Oh. Oh, we cut it from the movie. We didn't yeah. have a runtime. It's like, yo, you're saving that for part two, I'm That's sure. That's just very smart filmmaking where you have the actors there. Why not do as much as you can? I bet Zendaya yeah. did a lot of stuff, and Timothy did a lot of stuff that will be with them, too, that they've already filmed to put into the second one. Who knows? Oh, yeah. From I mean, from his visions, you can see plenty of things that you're going to yeah. see in the second film. But they have to do it pretty soon because it's sort of like when they're filming the Harry Potters. They have to do it every year because their actors are getting older. Timothy Chalamet was 23 when he filmed The Dune. And obviously, because of COVID and everything, it didn't get released until he was, he's 25 now. Mm -hmm. And so then, if they don't start filming until 2022, 2023, he's going to be like 26, maybe 27. And so he's got, he's obviously. But there is an age jump in the book, though. True, but not at first. Yeah. So there's a little I bit. I think he'll still look young enough. He's still, yeah. He and hands and day will still look pretty and, young. Yeah, him in makeup is still going to look like a, he, I mean, he plays a 15 year old. He doesn't need makeup. But. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying he will he's getting yeah. older they're yeah. getting older who I think Brolin will look the most because he, he's already in his 50s yeah but he's looked like that for like That's 10 true. years yeah he's looked like that since <laughs> he was 17 and Javier they'll all look the same except for I think they gotta do it for Timmy and Zendaya and the young actors before they start to you know start to look like they're in their late 20s now and then another new trailer dropped for The Witcher season 2 and this shows the expanded universe of this world that they created in, in season one. And this looks like a much better take. Uh, I, I watched the first episode of The Witcher and wasn't really blown away by it. But this looks like they uh, made it a little bit more simple and just more raw and gritty. And uh, Henry Cavill looks awesome. The, the cast looks amazing. And the special effects look really great. So I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for this. So if you're a fan of Witcher... Go check out the new trailer. Yeah, I watched the first season. It was pretty good. I think that the only problem I had with it was like the directing wasn't phenomenal. It wasn't that great. The but script, I, the dialogue, some of the dialogue yeah. is pretty bad. But in overall, the idea and the character is awesome and fascinating. And so hopefully they can just compound on it and do, do a better job in season two, which I'm sure they will. And then Anna de Armas is in talks to make 
to star in her own John Wick spinoff, and it's going to be called Ballerina. And this will, uh, obviously, what we can expect is going to tell a story of one of those ballerinas within that world who becomes probably an assassin of some kind. So this is something I would definitely love to see. Anna is awesome. She hasn't been, a, like, the lead of a movie yet, so I'm very excited for that. Well, she's got... she ha- Yeah, she's coming up. She's yeah. going to be Marilyn Monroe, so I think that will be her first, like, big yeah, lead role. So lead. she looks... There's some set photos that came out last week. She looks incredible. Yeah, she looks just like her. Um, Brendan Fraser, our guy, the resurgence is still going. He got cast as the villain in the Batgirl film, and he'll be playing Firefly, who is a pyrotechnics expert turned arsonist. He's a dangerous enemy of Batman and the rest of the Batman family, so can't wait to see him. It's funny, the more that these smaller... Um, superhero productions get made, the more I realize I know nothing about comic books. <laughs> like, I've never heard of this Firefly guy before at all. <laughs> and then uh, Will Ferrell revealed that he actually turned down Elf 2, and he also turned down a $29 million paycheck to do the sequel. Jesus. So he would have gotten paid a fat check like that, but he didn't do it because he didn't think they could do as good of a job. I mean, what would it have been about? I don't Maybe he has kids now. Uh, you I, can't, I feel like you yeah. can't really make a sequel to it's that movie. It's a perfect movie. movie. It's perfect. It's not that. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a great. It's one of the best Christmas movies ever made. But the story like has concluded. Like, where can you go with that character exactly. afterwards? I mean, I'm sure he's, it's, he's gone on his journey. It's hard to come up with the next idea to even not even match it, but just be pretty good. I it's mean, not like John Wick, where now everybody's trying to kill him, but hits out on him. It's, <laughs> the, the elves put a hit out on Buddy. <laughs> when uh, Buddy like is now a dad or something, like yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's, I don't, that's all you can do. Really, it sounds like a whack idea. He would be a weird dad. <laughs> <laughs> I know for real. <laughs> Zoe would definitely divorce him. Like oh, I can't yeah. take it anymore. There's no way that could I last. can't take the niceness. I can't take the maple syrup, the candy corn, the candy canes. I need food. It's, he's, it's a child. He's a child. He's <laughs> mentally a child. He's endearing for yeah. one movie. Yeah. Love buddy. National Treasure is going to be turned into a TV series because, you know, that's what Disney Plus is doing with everything. Everything has to be a show. Everything is a show now, and they cast Lizette Alexis as the lead in place of Nicolas Cage's character. Uh, So I'm not sure if we need a TV series National Treasure. I love the movies on their own, so but we'll see. Maybe the trailer will be cool, so only time will tell. Hey, man, it doesn't matter what you want anymore. It's just they're doing everything. Everything's a show, man. Yeah. Everything (laughs) is a show. (laughs) Um, There's actually a, a pretty cool trailer for Harry Potter. Hogwarts oh, yeah. Tournament of Houses. It's a special like like competition trivia show of, of Harry Potter and it looks pretty fun. Like hosted I, by Hill and Mirren. Yeah, Hill and Mirren. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So the only my only problem is why wasn't I chosen? <laughs> I wish I could have been in this because I I feel like I would clean up shop in this. If me, you, and someone else could have like participated, we could have been a pretty good team. Dude, I know Harry Potter like the back um, of my hand. But we man. wouldn't have been in the same house though. Like if I was in a Harry Potter competition or like the office trivia competition, I would be the best player in it. And this is going to be a four-part series, so there's only going to be four episodes, and I am going to be tuning into all these. The it's fact really that they cool. got Hella Mirren to host it is just awesome. The concept is awesome, though. Yeah. And, you and know, they're in like the they're in the Great Hall, and that's where the competition yeah. takes and place. Each, yeah, and each team is in one of the houses, yeah. and it seems like a it's lot of fun. So awesome! I can't it's wait. Such a great idea. It's like yeah. why didn't they think of this or do it sooner? It's mm-hmm. just I can't. I can't freaking wait. I uh, I'm I'm hoping Ravenclaw pulls through. Let's and wins. go Slytherin. Ravenclaw all day. <laughs> and there's a new trailer for this TV show called Yellow Jackets, and I, I believe this will be a mini series. And this is uh, about a. a it's pretty mysterious. You can't really tell exactly what's going on, but from what you can gather is a group of female soccer players um, suffer a plane crash and in the middle of nowhere, and it seems like they do. They go to great depths of darkness and probably lose their humanity while surviving in the middle of nowhere, and then that also looks like it's going to be intercut with um, modern-day 
in which they are all they've all gone come back to the real world the regular world and survived and dealing with the fallout of what they did while they were trying to survive really excellent cast led by Christine Ricci, Julia Lewis, Melanie Linsky and Tony Cypress. I think this looks like a really cool trailer for a show. It looks, it looks really epic. Yeah, I love survival movies and this looks like a fucking blast. Let's go. Sorry for dropping the F bomb. <laughs> Daisy Ridley is attached to star in a sci-fi thriller called Mindfall. Uh, it's set in a near future London where people can have their memories removed and implanted in others. Seems like an interesting idea. Sounds like a Black Mirror yeah, episode. Yeah, kind of. So we'll wait to see a trailer. I stuff. love Daisy Ridley. I think yeah. she's extremely talented, and nobody has really seen her uh, outside of Star Wars. Um, she's she's in a, unfortunately getting like that typecast kind of thing. Yeah, she was kind of typecast, and I think Adam Driver is the only main cast member who's gotten big leading roles. Uh, Donald- John Boyega and Oscar Isaac are typing right now. <laughs> <laughs> big time. Like, yeah, but Oscar Adam- Isaac is huge. Okay, never mind. He's been in like he's in like eight movies. Well, he's already established though. Okay. Oscar Isaac was already okay, established okay, okay. leading man. All right, now when you put it that way, yes. Yeah. So she was the only one who wasn't like proven as an actor yet. Yeah. Yeah. And she, I mean, she hasn't done much. She did a, a couple of films I've seen. I think she's just really talented and i'm waiting for the right project for her for audiences to be like oh she's not ray which i think she has the potential of yeah unfortunately like the same thing happened to carrie fisher but now we're in a world where there's so many projects getting made there's so many more opportunities for all kinds of actors and actresses out there so i think that she'll have no problem having a a long and like successful career not that carrie didn't but carrie had the problem where she was the princess leia to everyone yeah same thing with mark hamill yeah so it's it's tough to like lose that persona Harrison Ford was only able to get out of that because first of all he is supremely high and like an amazing personality everybody he's super lovable and charming but also he was Indiana Jones yeah. as well so he was able to get out of the Han Solo typecast immediately you're right if he probably was if he wasn't an Indiana Jones he might have always been like typecast yeah. or like ignored by Hollywood for being Han Solo it's very possible yeah and then last bit of news is Phoebe Walter Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Fiona Shaw have joined John Krasinski's next movie it's also going to star Ryan Reynolds, and it's like a it's advertised as a holiday sci-fi thriller or something like that. It sounds pretty interesting. He's clearly a fan of Killing Eve because Phoebe Waller Bridge showruns Killing Eve, and Fiona Shaw stars in it, so he must love that show. It's a great show if you haven't seen it. And obviously, Krasinski's a beast yeah. behind the camera now. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds and Krasinski, sign me up. Let's a couple go. of Boston. Wait, no, where's Ryan Reynolds from? Canada. Canada. Yeah, never mind. Not even close. Sorry, I was way <laughs> I off. He's from Toronto. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's from, definitely from Toronto. I don't know why I thought he was from Massachusetts. <laughs> Not everyone's from Massachusetts, Anthony. <laughs> I just want all the cool guys to be from Massachusetts. <laughs> we already we have plenty of cool guys. We do have plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Newton Krasinski's from Newton Newton kid that's it for movie news yeah everyone thanks for tuning in don't forget to tune in to our French Dispatch review spoiler free which will be on Tuesday we have awesome episodes coming out on Monday tomorrow and then Thursday is going to be a lot of fun too so hope you all have a great Halloween take care everyone trick or treat Raiders of the Lost podcast is a mirror image production sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler opening music by Chase Jackson <laughs>